Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Clinton Baptiste. <laughs> Welcome to Erskine Court. Come on, come through. <laughs> That's right, this way. Welcome everyone into the flat. And who's this? It's Linda. That's right, with her very own theme tune. Don't look at me like that, Linda. It's just a little joke, it's just so we know who you are. Linda! Hello. Won't you tell us what you've been up to this week? I went to the movies. Oh, yes? Yes. I saw Titanic, right? <gasps> 25th anniversary edition. Has right. it been that long? Yes, it's been that long. That's why it's an anniversary edition. And not only was it the anniversary edition, it was in 4D, Clinton. What does that mean, it means 4D? You've got your 3D glasses. Yes. But you're sitting in a chair that moves and there are splashes. Oh, I see. So they splash sort of real, not salt water, but. Not yeah. salt water, no. And you don't get enough to get a mouthful. You won't be able to taste it anyway. I went, not long ago, I went, I went over to uh, France with Ruth oh. to see. This was a few years ago to, to visit some relatives of hers. And we were on a cruise ship, and it reminded me of uh, Titanic. She stood at the front of the boat, you know, like Kate Winslet. Yeah. Not only was she a, a shorter version of Kate Winslet, but stood on the front of the boat she managed to scare off a boatload of Somali pirates as she, <laughs> she was king of the world I said don't be so stupid <laughs> anyway yeah go so what was it like did you it was it? good I, I you know I thought let's do something a bit different it's been a while since we've been to the cinema right yeah so I took my, nur- my nieces my nurses my nieces mm. they will be my nurses in the end that's why yeah. you have nieces um, and we had a lovely time. I bought them uh, sweets elsewhere, of course. Oh, it's very We smuggled expensive. them in because there's no point paying their I know, prices. I know, I know, I did yeah. buy a slushie, though, between them. Yeah. So I did push the boat out. <laughs> then we got on the boat, right? So yeah. you're in the chairs and, first of all, you sat down and it's just like a normal cinema. I'm thinking, this is just usual. What have I paid? Yeah. £15 a ticket for. Very expensive, yeah. Right? So, um, and then a young man... Uh, came in and uh, sat near us and um, so the nieces were talking to him for a bit and then it was shh, 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 and then the cinema went dark and they started right. with the trailers and the trailers are there to show you what the chairs can do basically right, right? so right. you've got squirters in the backs of the chairs in front of you <laughs> she said squirters <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> and you know, there's a bit of that, a bit of a bit of vapor. Yes. So they can do squirt, full squirt in the face, or they can do miss. I think I've seen that film. Go on, yeah. <laughs> but you've got your glasses on, so it's like safety specs, so you don't, you know, have to worry about your mascara or anything. You're just going to be a really good idea for 4D oh. sex films. <laughs> Can you well, I was going to say to you, right? God. So my youngest niece was next to me, and, and she didn't like it so much because we were the first advert was for like Shazam, and there's lots of banging about and being punched and stuff in that. Yeah. So your chair's going boom, 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 boom. Oh right, yeah. Right, sort of. And um, she said, oh, I don't really like this very much. And then um, we started watching the film, Titanic, and yeah. the, 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 the slight sway of the chairs was not unpleasant. And right. then for me, as an older woman, what? the thrum of the um, engines. Oh, I would just say, yeah. if I could spend £15 a week to go to one of their films, I bloody would. It was almost worth that iceberg <laughs> sinking you like that. Bloody, well, first of all, can I just... That's Cause sometimes quite... it would go... Drr, 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 as well, just to mix it up. I mean, Really? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Really? What was the song that they sang on the Titanic? Uh, uh, my Heart Will Go On. My Heart Will Go On. Uh, there's a joke in there, so I can't think what it is. But anyway, listen, what I was going to say was, first of all, it is very expensive. Where I am round here, if you go midweek during the week, oh, you don't get the 4D. No. Uh, but if you go sort of during during the week, you know, round about early afternoon, it's only about 15 quid for two people. Two ounces of pick and mix and a small drink, £462.00. 30 pence. It's an absolute <laughs> rip-off. Um, I have just come... Talking of uh, cruises, cruises. And, and, and that sort of thing, I have just come back from, yes, ladies and gentlemen, entertaining on a cruise ship. Gosh. And I'm not going to name the company. I saw the pictures of that theatre look posh. Cream Ama- seats. Amazing. Uh, it did have cream seats. It was a beautiful theatre and I had a wonderful, wonderful yeah. time. I was very nervous. I thought, what's it going to be like, all these, you know... Uh, it's, it's, a, it's an age group who do go on a cruise, but it was a booze cruise to uh, Amsterdam. Oh, OK. I tell you what, I would talk... I mean, it, honest, that is pretty much your following, though, isn't it? To be honest. You started out in the Phoenix Club. <laughs> no, that is true. It's not a particularly sophisticated audience who come <laughs> to see me. But I, um, I, what I was expecting it to be the worst maritime disaster since Jay McDonald. But it wasn't. <laughs> it was quite good. But what happened was when I got to Amsterdam, do you know what I can't stand? We'll get to the spooky in a minute, everyone. Tulips. No, Little not that. windmills. <laughs> not that. Clogs, no. i tell you what it is. Is, you know, people, they get, particularly British people, they get very excited about the drugs, don't they? Oh, it's split. Oh, the old wacky-backy. <laughs> Did you see a wacky-backy? The prostitutes. Like, yes, certain people have to work as prostitutes. It's not very nice. Mm. And, yes, they have legalised uh, marijuana over there. It, it's so British, isn't it? That's giggling. Who have you trying to wacky-back? I can't stand it. It's pathetic. But I went on something out there, oh, nearly finished, called the... Magic sm- Mushroom. No, Smoke Boat. Oh. I thought, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go around... You're on your own. It's a little bit... Yeah, it was only me and Tarawak, really. And I thought, I'll go on this the, the Smoke Boat. And I just thought... No, the Smoke Boat. The Smoke Boat. They, they, and they said, do you smoke? Do you smoke? I said, no, I just want to have a little quick go up, up and down the canal. I'm looking at the architecture. Mm. I was so disappointed to see... People basically didn't even look out the windows, just sat there with a tray, skinning up. And I thought, I don't like that. And I must be getting old, because I thought, why don't you open your... Coughing, a lot of coughing, skinning up, not even looking at the architecture. And it got on my nerves a bit after a while. 
Maybe it's not the place for you then, eh? I don't think it is. However, the company who employed me is very much the place for me. I'd more than happy come back. Five stars, two thumbs up, would recommend. Definitely. How was the experience in the cinema? It was okay by the end, was it? Loved it, yes. And my nieces are now obsessed with Titanic. I did say to them at the time that I think this takes away a little bit from the gravitas it was a terrible thing that happened and of course you know we're watching it and getting like bashed about in these chairs and then every now and again I don't know a porthole will blow and we'll get a squirt in the face and everyone laughs that was not happening on that boat no absolutely right yeah no that's right it's a bit strange can you imagine if those I mean you must have spoken to some of them that that did pass away very much so and I would wonder what their take would be on everyone going out for a night out yeah, no, Based on I know. their demise. I know, absolutely. So I certainly brought the kids back down to earth at the end of it and said, right, you enjoyed yourself, shame on you. I've got... I do occasionally speak to... Here... At that there... At that there person... The purser yeah. from the tag... At that there... And he's always very happy that the expression rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic is still one, because that's what he did. Yeah. And he thinks, well, if, if nothing else... Legacy. I, I, that is legacy, isn't it? Yeah. And, hold on. Violinist! Orchestra! Yeah. He, he kept playing oh. as the Titanic sunk, famously. It must have been annoying, that, actually. Did so! Yeah. He, yeah, it's a shame, he says. Yeah. It was annoying, really, yeah. because he left some of his best stuff, some of the best music for later on in their set. Yeah. I Am Sailing, um, you know, Handles Water Music. I can't think of anything. <laughs> Let's get on with it. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, there's been more trouble in the flats here at Erskine Court. Oh, no. This week, yes. Sadly, Barry has done a prank phone call on Mr Rawlings at number four, pretending to be someone from the Blocks Management Company. Life, you know, it's uh, all over the place. Okay. It's not going to just be a number number four asking court, is it? It's going to be uh, over there. 
Tell me, do you, do you have any other properties at all, Mr. I, I do have another property in Margate, which occasionally on a rainy day I like to pop down there. So you have a place in Margate and you've got your foreskin court. So um, that's... Excuse me, it's time for asking court. <laughs> Now, the more eagle-eyed, uh, gimlet-eared of you who enjoy the podcast and follow it will remember that a few weeks ago we spoke to Jamie Penn. Do yes. you remember Jamie Penn? I do, because he had a hoist behind him. He had a hoist, and he was he was in some kind of medical facility, yes. wasn't it? The he says he works there. He says he works Well, look, he's very keen... He either attracts the supernatural or he's just making the whole thing up because mm. he leads a very mm, uneventful life and has to make up stories. However, he sent me in this this week. Can we have the spooky music, please, Linda, Ooh, yeah. as we begin this letter from Jamie Penn? Thank you. I am sending you this additional story which I had appeared to blank from my memory. Oh, interesting. Or not made up yet. Since <laughs> I was on the show last time... <laughs> I didn't have a chance to make this up. <laughs> a friend of mine listened and reminded me of this experience uh, that I and a group of my friends had when I was a teen. The eight of us were heading back from playing at the local park. There was a shortcut that took us through the grounds of three schools that were in close vicinity to one another. Walking, though, it means through, the shortcut, we noticed flashing lights and the sky ablaze. Oh, you would notice that, wouldn't you? One of the schools, a local primary school, was on fire and was being dealt with by emergency services, as you tend to do in these situations. And being curious teens, the eight of us just stood outside the grounds of the high school opposite, watching the fire and the emergency services tackle it heroically. After it appeared that the fire was getting under control, we turned to return our journey through the high school campus and on our way home. It was at this point one of us noticed who we assumed as the caretaker upstairs in the high school looking out at one of us from the upstairs classroom windows at the fire. Yeah, this is badly written. Perhaps if you spent more time in school yes. instead of just playing in the park. You had one of three schools to choose from, yes. clearly. They chose to hang around the one that was on fire. <laughs> Perhaps so. you spent more time out the right properly. Fucking idiot. Sorry. It was approximately between 9pm to 10pm. That's tautology. Yeah. It, just, just say it was approximately 10pm at this point and we all verbalised get you how unusual it was for someone to still be in the school <laughs> oh, at this time it's like an evening with Stephen when, Fry when did you last hear teenagers verbalising we all verbalised how unusual we all verbalised how unusual it was for someone to be still in it's like Peter Houston often unusual for someone to be still in the school at this time As we walked adjacent of the building we'd seen him in, we noticed that, in fact, the figure was stood a good couple of foot outside the window and in mid-air! It felt like we all noticed this at the same time as a flurry of swear words and running was our response to this. They verbalised and (laughs) mobilised. Yeah. Once we'd stopped running away, we all clarified what we'd seen and it was the same thing. 
My dad had attended this school as a child and when I finally gathered up the courage to mention it to him, he was in disbelief and thought we were making it up. Why? Why, Why? would you think that? In my attempt to assure him that eight of us had seen the same thing, I explained that he didn't think we were lying about what we had... What? Oh, God, Jamie. Uh, That we heard the history about the school and had made up something following that. Not sure if I explained that correctly. No, you didn't, no, Jamie. you didn't. My dad went... This explains it now. My dad went on to tell me that whilst he was at that school, a member of staff had returned after hours and thrown themselves out of one of the windows, killing themselves in the process, although not immediately. A few days later, my dad walked with me and without me showing him which building or window it was, he pointed to the very same window we had seen the figure and told me this is where the staff member had jumped from. I found remembering this story weird to me for two reasons. One, that I'd appeared to block it out of my memory somehow. I don't know, we'd have to ask Darren Brown or even Tarawak as I don't understand these things. And secondly, because my dad passed away late last year and we've all been reminiscing since and this story hasn't come up till now. Thanks for all of your hard work, both of you, even though Linda farted in the kitchen. You can't prove that. No, sorry. (laughs) Again, I have plenty of other stories from my time in residential care and as a child, but I thought I'd send this one whilst it's fresh in my mind. Kind regards and namaste, spelt wrong, Jamie Penn. We're going to speak to Jamie Penn right now. Mm -hmm. I think you'll agree, all piss taking aside... It would be quite a sight, wouldn't it, to see a figure hovering, a teacher. I'm just imagining the willies that would be put up you. Oh, God. By the recognition that actually that figure that you thought was doing something perfectly normal was doing something eerie and strange and unnatural. If it was a teacher hovering outside the window, do you think he had a coffee cup in one hand? Smell his breath. You boys, smell his breath. You boys, this fire is for me, not you. Come on. Go on your way. <laughs> right, let's see what Jamie Penn has to say about this made up, about this story. Jamie Penn has joined us on the Zoom. He's there, magnificent with his beard. He looks like, what do you look like, Jamie? Um, a rather wizened Viking. Yeah, yes. or ZZ Top. That's right. You look a bit like ZZ Top. Why, why? No, no, no. Because you've got a long beard. Right. Anyway, let's get on with the Thank you. conversation. Mm. Jamie, we're not saying it didn't happen. Well, we were, but we're here now. <laughs> You're here now. We're now <laughs> pretending we didn't say it did happen. Jamie, listen... It's uh, See, that does sound scary, and I have seen that in my research before and experienced it, figures hovering. And that's what you saw, and it wasn't just you saw it, was it? It was your friends as well. Yeah, yeah, our friends, yeah. We'd, we'd come back from the park, and like, like, like you've just read out, uh, we came back from the park and all went to the side of the building and saw the figure on the outside of the building, obviously where it shouldn't be. That's unbelievable, isn't it? Describe the feeling when you realise that something you took for granted as being something perfectly normal turns out to be something, let's just call it, uncanny. How I felt was the same as the rest of my mates. I reckon we collectively shat ourselves. Yeah. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Definitely. Yeah. And the, these fellas um, might be women, although probably in those days, blocks and girls didn't hang around quite so much together. But did they... Did they do they remember it exactly the same way, or is it something that you've embellished in your mind's eye? 
I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not saying that there's no embellishment there because it was a long time ago. But um, yeah. from 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 when I was last on, and then my friend messaged me. My brother was one of those people in that, and I saw my brother recently, and he, I asked him to recall his um, memories of it, and yeah. his memories were exactly the same as the friends who brought it up and mine. Right, and he vocalised it, did he? He vocalised it to me, yeah. Very good. <laughs> Jamie, What did you, when your dad knew uh, about it, did he? was he surprised? Did he say, oh, I don't, you know, I don't hold anything by this man hovering outside the window? Or did he say, yes, that is a well-known thing? I mean, is it is it known that this spirit does exist there? It was, it was known at the school when my, when my dad was at the school. It was known to have been seen on in that building and on that floor and in that window. Right, Um, really? So it sort of reiterated what we'd seen, but no one, he'd not heard it from, you know, since he'd left school, really. He just thought it was one of those things that your mates talk about and shit each other, shit each other up about. And, um, but... God. But I think he took it more seriously because he he knew that I'd seen things previously, so... um, or, Or said I'd seen things previously. Um... So he sort of t- took me a bit more seriously. But that is really intriguing, isn't it? Because it wasn't just a question that the, the, the bloke died. It was also that your dad knew that spirit existed there and they'd seen this spectre. He'd never seen anything himself previously. What, 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 are you allowed to tell us the name of the school so we can research it and have a look? Yeah, it was Kingston High School in Hull, which is no longer there. It's now been knocked down. Oh, um, but God, it was okay. Kingston, Kingston High School in Hull. Right. And that's the name of where the, the hovering ghost was, or one of the other two schools. Yes, no, that, yeah, that's no, that's the name of the school where the hovering ghost was. Yeah, because it suddenly occurred to me, rather spookily, looking at you, Jamie Penn, and talking yeah. about teachers. You have a look of Bullet Baxter of. <laughs> Gripper Stampson, you're coming to my office. <laughs> oh well, yes, you did. You didn't play Bullet Baxter, did you? In Crane? Uh, not to my, not to my recollection. No, no. no. Well, Jamie, what are you doing today? Looking after people. Uh, this morning I've been to a, a group um, looking after carers to try and um, find as many carers as possible uh, right. so we can help them. And this afternoon I'm off to an oncology ward to do the same. Oh, fucking hell. Flipping I... do-gooder. Flipping do-gooder. <laughs> Trying to make me feel bad. I'm sitting what are you doing this afternoon? I'm making a lot of spotty jokes. It's what I'm doing. What are you doing? Interviewing knobheads. That's what you're Interviewing doing. Interviewing knobheads. <laughs> we all play our part, don't we? <laughs> yeah. The world is one rich tapestry, Jamie. We can't all be doing worthwhile stuff, can we? Bloody hell. Well, Jamie Penn, please, if you make up any... I mean, if you remember any other stories, please do get in touch with us. Keep up the good work with the NHS, won't you? Thank you, will do. Uh, yeah. What are you doing tonight? Anything uh, nice? Tonight I'm tonight I'm learning my lines for a play that I'm in. Oh. Oh, now, hold on a minute. So you're an actor, are you? No, that's it. <laughs> well, amateur dram- the thing to remember about amateur dramatics is it's exactly the same as a professional theatre, only shit. So what are you, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Jamie? What will you be doing? What will you be well, giving uh, us? Don't tell me. Topol. Topol with that top, beard. No. 
Frankenstein and Frankenstein. I'm the head of the Frankenstein family. I'm Alphonse Frankenstein. Oh, do you know any of the words? There's a bit of acting coming up here, folks. Do you have to do a voice? <laughs> What's the voice? No, I'm, no, I don't. <laughs> No. <laughs> I bet you do know what the voice is. You're too shy to do it, aren't you, it's Jamie? Too kind of offending the German. I, I, do you know what? I'm not a shy person, but yeah. But um no. I do a bit of <laughs> what do you th- what do you think Otto would say? What's his name? What's the man's name? Alphonse. Alphonse what do you think Alphonse would sound like? Now, see here, I don't know who you are, sir, but I, we are here to see Dr. Frankenstein and we should not be leaving until we do so. You're doing it wrong. Tell him how it should be done. <laughs> Go on. You, you, <laughs> you tell me, Clinton. To, I was just about to say how brilliant that was, Jamie. <laughs> it, it wasn't. It wasn't. Don't tell him. No, it's brilliant. Jamie, tell me how shit. Now, he's, listen, look, mate, honestly, it's really good. God loves a trier, Jamie. God loves a trier. He's definitely I'm a trier. Kidding. No, that's something, isn't it? To do a bit of acting in front of everyone like yeah. that. Jamie, wonderful. Um, please stick with the oncology. And <laughs> you know, that's what we, we don't need. This country doesn't need any more actors, for fuck's sake. Come on, we need people with uh, uh, skills like yours, all right? All right. Jamie. I shall take that. I shall take that feedback on board, Clinton. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'm only. Kidding. It wasn't me who said it. She she thought it was shit. I thought it was good. Well, she puts the wrong. She puts wrong stuff in recycling. So you know. <laughs> she puts, shut up, you. She <laughs> puts wrong stuff in recycling. Jamie Penn. He's a wonderful act uh, actor. If the Academy is listening. <laughs> Uh, you won't be troubled next year. Uh, lots of love, Jamie. <laughs> right. Okay. Bye bye. Namaste. Bye-bye. I'm here uh, with John Capewell. Absolutely smashed it here at Yeadon Town Hall in Yorkshire. Now, I understand you've got something rather frightening you wanted to tell me. You wanted to unburden yourself, didn't you? Yes, it's something I've been living with for a while that I've not been able to explain. Right, we'll put the spooky music on as John (coughs) regales us with the story. Sorry, ectoplasm. So, many years ago, I used to work as a lifeguard in a swimming pool. Right. The building was over a hundred years old. Spooky things used to happen all the time. Go on. One night after a swim club, we were waiting for the children to finish getting changed so we could lock the pool and go home. Yeah. Now these children, you can hear them running around at the top floor, you can hear them laughing, you can hear them shouting, and this was going on way past when we should have closed. Little bastards. Honestly. So my uh, manager at the time, obviously furious with this, yeah. told me to go up there, shout at them, tell them to come out, get home so we can lock up. Yeah, kill Joy. So I went up and I opened the door to the changing rooms. Go on. Nobody was there. Playing devil's advocate here, John. These places are echoey. They could have been somewhere else in the building. Was it not that? No, there was, there was just me and my manager in this building. Um, when I went back and told my manager, he didn't believe me. We both went up together, we searched the place, nobody was in that building. But we were adamant, we could hear the sound the sound of children laughing and running around upstairs. Spooky laughing? Just normal I, children laughing? Or I, I think all children laughing can be spooky. Right, yeah. Especially at, late at night. Okay. What was the background for this place? I mean, was it Victorians, uh, baths or what? The full, the full, 
the full background of the building, I don't know. I just yeah, I don't know. want the full background of the building. <laughs> that would be boring for listeners. Don't worry, listeners, I'll get him to pre-see this a little bit. Well, the planning permission started in 1830. <laughs> <laughs> He's funnier than this on stage. Go on. Um, the building has been in the town for hundreds of years. Yes. And I believe it's always been a swimming pool right. for hundreds of years. Right. That's as much as I know. Well, that is... Please don't take up historical walks around the place. John, anything else... Uh, don't worry, we'll finish this in a minute. Anything else happened that was a little bit scary there, please? Well, in, John, you did the... give me the impression there was more than one story. Don't look at me now and, okay. like, there's fuck all. No, there is there's one. Which... Right, here we go, go on, go on, here we go. But make it good, John. Tell me what you think about this. Right, oh, I will, don't worry. <laughs> I went to a... I went to... I went to a medium... Right. And more as a sceptic, truth be told, yeah. at first. Yeah. And uh, this, this frail old woman who was the medium right. came up to me. She, she, there was a, a few of us in the room, and she came straight up, singled me out. She said, I want to talk to you. Right, go on, yes. And, and this put my, you know, hairs on the back of my neck yeah, standing up. Yeah, yeah, And she said, um, she said things are a bit up and down at the moment. Which they were. Oh, incisive. Yeah. Incisive, yeah. I normally, I normally start with that one. Yeah, go on. She then told me... You've got a problem with your back, or you will have <laughs> by the time you're 80. Now, go on. She, she, then, she, she then asked, have you ever eaten? And I did, that day, actually. Have you ever, have you ever eaten? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever she, eaten? She said to me, she said, um, she said, do you know a James? No, she said, um, I've got a message you need to pass on to a James. Right. Now, I've got a relative called James. Fuck off. Honestly. Oh, God. Chances. <laughs> Chances. And that was the oh, first... you might have met someone called James. Well, that was the first person I thought of in my head. And then she stopped and went, not that James. Yeah. And then I was thinking, well, I don't know any of the James. I don't know who it could be. Yeah, yeah. And she then said, um, you need to pass on a message to James. Right, a connection on. will come between you and James at some point in the future. Yes. And you need to tell James to stop driving his car too fast. Otherwise, he will end his life. Right. John, 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 John. This is page one. This is page one, mate. And did James... Was it James Dean? He didn't go around the corner of that... <laughs> off a cliff, was it? No. <laughs> that would have been impressive. So, later on, uh, and this might have been maybe a... James Hunt. Later. James Hunt. <laughs> Jim Corden, I think his name was. Yeah, he <laughs> See, um, I got speaking to a friend, and she was telling me about her friend who just bought this new race car, like this yeah. fast car, sports oh, yeah. and stuff. Um, I think it was an Audi A3, black right. edition. Okay. Not to 60 and Yeah, all right. Okay, that's not all that interesting, but go on. <laughs> she, um, and then I said, oh, it sounds nice. She said, yeah, James, he's, he drives it like an idiot. And immediately you and went... immediately I connected the two. I said, listen, I've been told to pass on a message. You're joking. But you need to tell James he needs to slow down, otherwise he's going to end his life. And what happened? He did, as far as you know? I don't know. I don't know if the message got passed on. I hope it did. Can you tell me? I tell you what, I, well, thank you. I tell you what, you have, from the jaws of defeat, you've snatched that, because that was pretty good by, in the end, that she literally called him James and literally repeated what virtually the same words, same words that this woman said. Ladies and gentlemen, ye of little faith, you could tell I was about to rip the piss out, John, but that has actually startled me. And I want to thank you, John, because that is proof positive. Thank you so much. Mom 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. From Fate and Fortune magazine. Now this really this is this is useful because this is an article called Magical Ways, Magical Ways to Improve Your Sex Life. Want a better love life? Try listening to a witch. I find it interesting that this is their target audience, right? People who are lacking in the bedroom department. Right. And then underneath I can see there's a little subtitle there, sex can get better with age. Not in my experience. So people who are reaching for the magical, perhaps because they've got really boring lives and they're not getting any. Anyway, sex is great for your health. Experts now believe the food you eat can work wonders for your love life. You can improve your sexual desire through a balanced Nutritional intake, says Susie Sawyer, boringly. Clinical nutritionist to alive, with an exclamation mark, alive, supplements. Make sure you have a diet rich in whole grains, legumes, and other complex carbs with plenty of fruit and veg. I I don't don't have too many legumes and vegetables. If If you're planning to make love, you might have, you know, it might be doing your heart and your metabolism some good, but you don't want to follow through in the bed, do you? Have you ever been in that situation where you... Just a minute. You know, when you're with someone quite new, right? Can you just turn the music off for a second? You're with someone quite new. And you blow off. You want to, but you can't. Yes. Yes. You can't. Yes. How do you do that? Because at some point, <laughs> it, as, as Jeff Goldblum once said famously in Jurassic Park, nature finds a way. Well, that that is true. I don't I suppose you just nip out, don't you? Do you nip out the room, something like that? Right. I do remember that. But from, but from having my stomach time. cramps because you're trying to hold one in. Well, no, exactly. But similarly... Even even at this time of life, you don't want to be making love and blowing off at the same time. You don't want do to be that guy. No, definitely not. Uh, Fate and Fortunes, uh, Fate and Fortunes resident witch and columnist Rachel Patterson passionately believes in the power of food to boost your sex drive. Food has always been used to seduce and add extra sparkle to our love lives. And every food ingredient is filled with a magical energy that can be imbued by working with foods. I can't imagine 
a curry. A curry. Imagine. You know you're getting none if he takes you out for a curry. You, what, what? What do you mean? What? Well, it's very heavy, isn't it? It does. Like, oh, it, yes. It sits in would, the stomach. It does, and you, yeah. And, 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 you know... Yeah. be explosive. It can be explosive. Uh, working with foods in magical spells, that spells, not smells, by eating them, says Rachel. The food of love! So what should you be eating to get you back to your va-va-voom? Oysters are, of course, the most well-known aphrodisiacs, but for a less expensive alternative, Rachel suggests trying celery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love, I've treated you to some celery. They're got, pre-cut. Hasn't it got no nutritional no, value whatsoever? No, I did hear that. Yeah. I did hear that. But it will give you a hard-on. <laughs> it has the magical properties of passion and clarity in interesting an interesting combination. I don't think celery's ever been called interesting before. <laughs> the stalks are... A bit be- of salt on it. A bit of salt. Spice it right up. <laughs> Dip it in uh, hummus. The, and I'm talking about the celery. The, the stalks are best used in recipes for passion and lust. The seeds can be used for concentration and mental clarity. Mm. Now, can I just say this? This is a very interesting thing. Sex can get better with age. What I thought I might do is speak to... Uh, Barry to see, you know, how he, you know, if it's not too personal, I might phone him. He's just upstairs in the flat. Just ask him. Him and Margaret. Him and well, Margaret. How about you? You surely get, sometimes you will get an idea of how well they're getting along, if you know what I mean. Well, I suppose so. I think if they have their, their music on, their, their Howard Keel on, I know that, you know, things are spicing <laughs> up a bit. Sex can get better with age. What about your libido? I think he, he's got one of those for washing his ass in the in the uh, <laughs> in his bathroom. Everything from stress and depression to vaginal dryness, drinking too much alcohol and hormone changes during pregnancy or the menopause can lower your desire for sex. Certain medications and conditions such as diabetes, heart, heart disease and having a kink in your winkle <laughs> No, sorry, it doesn't say that. And having an underactive thyroid can also play a part. Libido is complex in women, you're telling me. And it's a complete myth that it's entirely driven by hormone levels, says Dr Anne Henderson, yeah. who is a gynaecologist, menopause specialist at the Amara Clinic. But the good news is there's plenty of help available, including lubricants, HRT, natural remedies, and Magic Mike. A Magic Mike, yeah. <laughs> Razzle. I've seen that, but there's a certain kind of woman who loves a bit of Magic Mike, isn't there? Oh, yeah, we start to turn that off a second. I... Do women yeah. like that sort of... Because isn't it men who like the sort of visual, the visual? And women don't so much. I think, I think we do like the visual, but it's yeah. not necessarily the visual of... The male member swinging rhythmically to the beat of that Ride no. Your Pony song. I think, actually... Listen, listen up, people. This is good. Go on. I think, actually, it's, it's, it's a thousand little things for women. It's feeling like you're being made to feel special, right? Yeah. Listening, fellas. Starts with a cup of tea in the morning. Yeah. It yeah. starts with a cup of tea in the morning. The way you're treated, someone yeah. saying you look nice. Yeah. Not but blowing off in bed. You, you, you've got to cut your cloth, haven't you? You can't ask him to be absolutely perfect. But no. what I'm saying is just a little bit of thought, care and attention. It really is the thought that counts, right? Yeah. So... I think women, when they go to these strip clubs, it's largely yeah. sort of a female pack hunting it's normally situation. normally largely, yes. Yeah, and having a laugh. 
Yes. I don't think anyone's really getting turned on in those scenarios. Do you not think so? Because I think that men quite often are getting turned on. Yeah. And they, they like to go to... with all the mates, though, do oh, No, they, they do. do. And if they do, they do a kind of, oh, this not is bothered. silly, not yeah. bothered, really. Seriously. You know, in, in their heart of hearts, they're thinking, oh, God, oh, my God. <laughs> I remember... It's a weird scenario, though, isn't it? How strange are we as, as people? Very, very. That we want someone dancing in a bikini. Well, it's a very British thing, isn't it? Because we're yeah. so closed off and repressed yeah. sexually. Yeah. But I remember going to my brother's... <laughs> stack, dude. And we went and there were some Jack the Rippers doing their... Dancing around and all that, and um, you know, y- y- there's a pint pot and all. This is so dis- this is so appalling, people. I'm not proud of this, but we were much younger in them days, and you put some money in the pint pot yeah. and all that sort of stuff, and. Um, there was one classy particular, then was it? It was classy. It was near King's Cross, and and there was there was, there was one of them who uh, he was particularly keen on, and he wanted to wait the turn for her to come round again. Yeah. And he said, "Oh, she'll be on in a minute. I think she's just having her Chinese." And as we looked round, we could see <laughs> her being human <laughs> in a bit of chiffon, <laughs> woofing down some chow mein. And I thought that's sort of taking the edge off it for me a bit, really. Five libido boosters, which perhaps we should. Oh. Perhaps we should speak to Barry about. Yeah. Uh, try one of these to get your life back in track. Vitano Rodiolo, which sounds Ooh. like a footballer, I would like yeah, to Yeah, great. He, he's sent forward for uh, <laughs> someone or other. Scientific research has shown this rosea root extract used for centuries to relieve stress and boost energy can also help increase your sex drive. Take one tablet twice a day. Lovely. Uh, this is called, what's that called? Re. Replens MD. Oh, God. Replens Vaginal Moisturiser. Clinically tested, this helps relieve vaginal dryness, so often a cause of loss of libido. Uh, 11 49 for a 35 gram tube with reusable applicator. <laughs> £100 for a bucket. Advice, <laughs> advice on sexual health. So I'm trying to help, you know. this is. I know this sounds a bit sort of... No, this is... Uh, this, this is, this this is, is purely helpful. for help. Superdrug has launched the Naked Academy. You can get expert insights at your high street store or online with support on libido, comprehensive offering of intimate health and pleasure products. What's this got to do, take a break, uh, Fate and Fortune, with the magical and the supernatural? I got halfway through this and realised it was just... Just tips on how to... Um... Get yourself frothing. Get yourself frothing. Well, look, I think that's a service of, 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 of some kind. Yes. In the meantime, let's go to this letter here. Can we just... Slightly different spooky music, Oh, we're going to now start, talk about mums, are we? Yeah, we're going <laughs> to... No, yeah, this is about a mother. From, but, but this is... At least this is spooky now. Here we go. My mum was a unique woman. Brought up the daughter of a well-regarded Halifax GP, she always had a dark sense of humour. For fun, she would climb on the roof of the hospital morgue and watch the autopsies. What? For fun? Jesus Christ. Put skulls in the beds of oh. visitors, scare her father's patients with made-up stories about their problems and set fire to people's houses using fireworks. She sounds like a menace. She sounds terrible, yeah. She would proudly tell us these stories when we were kids, terrifying us with tales of bodies stuffed with newspaper and hundreds of peas running across the slab and floor when bodies oh. were carved open. Bloody, Bloody no. hell, does that happen? Eventually, her parents gave up and sent her off to a very expensive girls' boarding school for the performing arts. The school was an old hall set in beautiful grounds. It was here she first started having paranormal experiences. 
she often hid in the gardens rather than go to lessons. One day she was gazing at a large, beautiful and very old willow tree in front of school when a beautiful young woman with long hair and a flowing dress stepped out of the tree, sat down and began reading a book. Mum said she sat and watched her for five minutes and when she eventually got the nerve to approach her, she looked up and smiled and just faded away. Mum saw the same woman come out the same tree three or four times during her years at the school, twice through the school's windows and once from a car as she was being driven away to go home for the holidays. Many of the girls saw an old woman walking the corridors of the dorms in the wee small hours. Apparently, you smelled her first. Like mothballs dipped in fox shit. Mum went on to be a dancer and eventually a can-can dancer at the Folie Bergère, which she described as the most haunted building in Paris. All the girls saw the spirit of a famous dancer who was murdered by a lover a couple of years before, sat at a mirror, doing her makeup. Nobody wanted to go beneath the stage as it would make the hair stand on the back of your neck and noises and voices were heard in rooms and corridors where there was nobody there. Growing up, we all got used to her talking to the spirits of long-dead relatives and pets. Our long-dead Pekingese dog would appear to her whenever one of the children was in trouble, and her father would make his presence known if she had a crisis. Growing up, we left a rented holiday cottage and slept in the car because Mum had seen a malign old lady in a rocking chair in the cottage living area. Till her dying day, she insisted all of these things were true, and though she promised she'd come and visit me after she'd shuffled off the proverbial... I've seen no hide nor hair of her since. And that's from someone called Summerled Mackay. I'm going to get in touch with him on Zoom right now. I'm joined on the Zoom by Summerled Mackay, who, uh, extraordinary name. First of all, Summerled, where does that come from? Oh, they're family names. Um, He was the King of Scotland in the 10th century. And uh, it's been passed down ever since. Are you related to royalty? In theory, yes. Oh my God, that's amazing! What he was a king of Scotland back in back in what the tenth century? The tenth century, yeah, yeah, when it was a bit uh, feudal and pretty wild. Think Genghis Khan, but with a sporran. This is intriguing. What you said about your mother. Mm. Uh, I want to get to the meat of it. We just read it out on the show. Was she a woman that at the time you thought had special powers? Was she somebody who, you know, it's it's one of those things which has now gone into sort of legend and it's been exaggerated maybe? Or did is there is there real magic? Is there real paranormal in this? Or is it just a lot of old bollocks, someone had? Um, well, she genuinely believed it, I believe. She was yes. very um she was very direct about it. She never held, hated from anybody. She always told everybody if they asked. She yeah. she heard noises and saw people all over the place from when I was a baby yeah. onwards, really. But before she had me as well, as as I said in the thing, she had them as a child. She right. had them when she was a dancer in the Folie Bergère. She uh she's up, up to the day she died, she was still hearing her father. When, yeah. Whenever she, whenever she had problems and things, but uh, I'm not sure I believed it. Well, but uh, it brought her great solace. Well, this is what I want to ask you: Do you not believe it? I mean, presumably you grew up with a woman who, for all I know, was watching the six o'clock news and saying, "Up oh, behind Gordon Honeycomb's head, there, there's um, the spirit." 
<laughs> you know, an ancient Scottish king or something. Surely <laughs> if it was an everyday occurrence like that, wasn't it? Surely you would grow up and just accept it, wouldn't you? It wasn't every day. It wasn't every day. I'd say about um, two or three times a year she'd have an incident of some sort. And did you believe it growing up? I know you're a cynical uh, man now. I, I'm a cynical man now. As a kid, I believed I believed she saw ghosts at school and yeah. uh, and it, ups, it upset me. I never saw anything. I never have seen anything. And she promised she'd come and visit before she died and she hasn't turned up. So either I don't have the special power or she was slightly unhinged, perhaps. What if, what if I tried to get her now? How would you feel about that? I'd be... Uh, That'd be nice. I haven't seen her for quite some time. What was her name? What was her name again? Jennifer. Jenny. Jenny. Jenny, I've got summer lead here. He don't believe any of it. He's very cynical. He's come on the show and rather pissed on our chips, Jenny. Can you save this at all? No, I don't know whether she's coming, summer lead. She's not. No, I'm sorry about that. You did say did, she said she was going to come and visit you at some point, did she? Yeah, she never has. You'd know if you had her. She used to smoke sixty a day, and uh, and talk like that. She was <laughs> Hold very, on. She was very Jenny. Deep. I fucking told him. That's her. I think that's her. Jenny. There's a fucking light. Right. Was she Scottish at all? Uh, no, but her her father's father was. So by the time um, by the time she was born, they were in Halifax in Yorkshire. Oh, just a second. She's back again. I won't put it on proper life. This is it now. Have you got, got any embassy number ones? Yeah. <laughs> you can still get them up there. You're allowed to smoke up there. That, Thanks, Jenny. So. Someone had, what have you seen? Nothing. Is there absolutely nothing you've seen? Have you, is, do you don't feel that she's passed any of this on? No. This is what I don't understand, Summerled, is that you seem very sort of cynical about it, and that you've grown up with this stuff. No, you I have an open mind. I Do just, you? Yes, but I can't not... believe in something that hasn't happened to me. All right, what number am I thinking? Twelve. Correct. <laughs> Absolutely correct, and I was just passing that number to you. You're, you're a bit of a Darren Brown. I'm a, I'm a, he's a trickster. He's a con man. He's a... He's all slice of hand. I'm the real deal, summer lad. Oh, oh have you listened okay. to the podcast before? I have listened to yes, the podcast. Well, you, quite yes. a few episodes. Right. Well, you will know that I am the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Darren Brown. Okay. <laughs> um, right. Can I ask you this? What was it? Yes. So, did she say about the folly bears? Yeah, because I, no doubt, if you look these things up, you can discover some of the stories there. What did she say she saw? She said that the hair would rise up on the back of her neck. What sort of mm. thing did she see there, please? Well, when she was in the Follies, there was a, a corridor. I mean, I don't know much about it, but there was a corridor where everybody who went through it, it was always cold, and, yeah. and it always made you feel spooky. There was always something about it. And then they had this incident in front of the mirror where all the girls getting changed yeah. saw a girl who died sort of four months earlier looking into the mirror crying and oh. and she swears blind that everybody saw it and oh my quite, god quite scary but she so, was also she was also there when they had the big fire and all the firemen carried all these topless girls down from the roof and things really so whether, whether that had affected her in some way i don't know oh my god so this girl who was so they looked at the mirror they weren't looking in the mirror and seeing their own reflection just at one of the chairs 
Yes, at, at right the, at the end of the room where the girl used to sit. Oh she she was God. just there, sort of not solid, but sort of yeah. you could tell she was there and she was weeping and looking at herself in the mirror and she was there for a few seconds and disappeared. And all the all the ladies saw that, did they? Yeah, yeah. Everybody oh. was in at the time. Oh, my God. And now this is the one that intrigues me about the lady who appeared from the tree. It's weird, isn't it? And what did she say about that? This woman would keep well, it. She saw her once when she was leaving school. That time she looked at her. She never looked at anybody. She came out of a tree, sat down. She had long blonde hair. Yes. Uh, flowing dress. Yes. From a period, she thought she was from sort of from the, the 20s, somewhere around there. Right. And she just sat with a book and read this book. And she would sit there for, you know, five minutes, then walk back into the tree. And my mum said as she was leaving the school, this yeah. woman walked out the tree and looked at her. So... Noddy, Make yeah. of it what you will. Do you think she was not any sort of truancy officer when, when your mum was leaving school? This was the end <laughs> of term or something. Don't suppose they had them in them days. Well, no, but my mum was trouble. She was trouble. She your was mother a bit was of a trouble. Was she? She was trouble. She was sent to a boarding school for a reason. Her family what? couldn't cope with her. I mean, I think nowadays it'd be ADHD. She was definitely yeah. on the spectrum. She was very OCD yeah. as well, like light switches 20 times, door locks 50 times. It was a nightmare as a kid. We never right. got out okay. of the house. So you don't think that that's a, a symptom of her seeing ghosts or anything like that? And I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, no, I, I wonder if it's more likely that people on the spectrum see ghosts. I don't well, know. Possibly. Is it, is it possibly. a research thing? Well, because I've got dyslexia and ADHD, DHA, AD. HDAD. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Sort of. Uh, <laughs> summer lead. Summer lead. Uh, I want to thank you very, very much. Have you got anything you want to add that's going to really shit up my listeners? I think the scariest thing she ever saw was apparently we went on holiday once to Wales. Yeah. Which was a, a nightmare. North Wales. I've been. We, it is, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. We were we were ripped off left, right, and centre. And we yeah. were staying in this flea infested, rat infested cottage on the side of a river. Go on. And we lasted about three days until my mum saw a woman walking across the floor with just her top half sticking out. So it was almost as if it had only, you know, the floor had gone down, been moved or something. Had she played the uh, half board? <laughs> Pathetic, isn't it? That was beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, but anyway, on, yeah. anyway she, she ran out screaming and that was it. That was the end of the holiday. Right, Summerled, I want to thank you very, very much. Good it's luck been my pleasure. with everything you're doing. Thank you for joining me. It's a shame you don't believe. I was hoping you were going to back up your mother. Well, I, I'd believe my mother believed it. Summerled, you fucking idiot. It's her She's here, so... All yeah. right, love. It's she's uncanny. Here. That sounds just like her. Get your face. I'm very well up here. It's very lovely. We go swimming a lot. All right. Well, thank you, Jenny, wasn't it? Yeah, Jenny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bye-bye. Right, Summerled, I feel that I've slightly been disrespectful about your mother. No. Anyway, no. No, but right. everybody was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, Summerled. She was a character. She was a she character. She was a character. She really was. Is... All right, okay. Thank you very, very much, and I... we'll get this out as soon as possible. I can't wait. All, All right. right, lots of love. Oh. <laughs>
One of our favourite things now from Chat Take a Break is Paula O'Brien's Pendulum. That sounds like one of those lovely Irish films, doesn't it? Like the Banshees of Insherin. Oh, Paula oh, O'Brien's pendulum. pendulum. It swings this way and that. bit like Magic Mike you, descri- <laughs> you discussed earlier. Right, got a decision to make. Don't know which way to turn. Psychic Paula O'Brien's Pendulum will provide the answer. Brackets, you might as well. <laughs> the, basically, she swings a pendulum and if it swings one way, it's yes. And if it swings the other de- way, it's no. And it is the, quite honestly, the shittest advice you will ever get. But will anyone get in touch with us with their problems? No, no they will not. But they'll ask a psychic pendulum. Yeah, here we go. For example, should I quit my job? Now, bear in mind, we are currently facing the worst economic crisis for 100 years in this mm. country. Paula swings a fucking pendulum. <laughs> it gives the answer to this, right? I work in the retail sector and really want to get a new job. I'm tempted to completely change occupations and set up my own business working from home. Is this the right time for me to take the plunge? Pendulum says yes! You should definitely do this, Sue. Yeah, oh, that's a great idea, yeah. It's a huge yes from the pendulum. What, give up your job? <laughs> I would also add that this move has been something you've wanted to do for a long time, but maybe you didn't have the courage. Yeah, Take that leap of faith. Bloody hell, what's she planning? We don't know about her business model. She's not talked us through the figures. This is hardly Dragon's Den, no, is it? that's right. Would you really try... Go and see a careers advice. Don't trust the fucking pendulum. Also, before you give up your job, just start it quietly. See if it just <laughs> takes off first. But right? also, it's a total change. She wants to stay at home lazy. What is it, OnlyFans? Well, there's something. Oh, good point, yeah. Can I tell the truth? <clears throat> my parents are elderly and my mother says she cannot look after my father anymore. She wants to put him in a care home. OK, well... I hate the idea of it and I don't think we can afford it. Right. I haven't told her how I feel. Should I risk being honest even if it causes a row? Asks Fran, 58, from Portsmouth, who can make the decision but is not going to be the one looking after the elderly gentleman when she's already old herself. OK, except that you don't necessarily want... It's a big decision. You don't just rely on the pendulum. But the pendulum says yes. I think you should tell her how you feel but also take into account how she... Fe- oh, no, that's sitting, in, sitting on the fence! After all, she may be genuinely struggling. I also asked the pendant if your dad should go into home. And he said yes. In a massive, in a massive way. way. Listen, if your mum is saying she can't manage it, she knows best, for goodness sakes. What are you doing, Fran? All right, you want him to stay out of the care home? Yeah. Pull your weight. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's a little bit rich that the pendant just says, yeah, stick the old fella in the fucking... <laughs> I asked the pen if your dad should go into a home. He said, yes, in a massive way. What, that bastard? Yeah, <laughs> stick him in a home, poor son. Yeah. Um, my teenage son, as, as I say, it's in the terrible economic climate, wants to go on a school trip to New York, no less. Not mine. I want to go on that I school trip. I want to go on that school trip. All his friends are going, and I know he'd have a ball, but it's incredibly expensive. Two and a half grand, <gasps> right? And I would have to take out a loan, right? I mean, the obvious obvious advice would be, maybe that's a bit hasty. I wouldn't. Should I make his dream come true and tell him he can go, Deborah, 43, in Birmingham? Pendulum says yes! The pendulum is saying an enormous yes, and although I feel the need to warn against taking out a loan if you honestly can't afford it, this does feel as if it's for an excellent reason. Have you considered going on the game? <laughs> what a disgrace! <laughs> what an absolute... He's a teenager. Odds yeah. are, at some point, things will stabilise. He might get a job if he stays at home rather than going off having school trips. 
He could pay for it himself. Right. Shall I tell you something? My nephew went to New York and they went in the Guggenheim. Yeah. And he spent the whole time following the football results on his phone and didn't even fucking look up. So two and a half grand getting out alone. No. Bollocks. This is something. Here you are now. This is this is this is the ghost with the post. They are taking the piss. They're taking the piss. The ghost with the post from the same publication. Whether it's a spine-chilling story, a heartfelt anecdote, a spooky snap, or something else, we love hearing what you've been up to. Especially if you've taken out a loan to send your son away and you now can't afford to eat your fucking house. Listen to this. This is horrible. This is horrible. I am a psychic medium, spending my days connecting people with their loved ones in spirit. Recently, I wasn't feeling well and was woken at 3am by someone rubbing my forearm. I assumed it was my son, but as I turned round, there was a man sitting on the edge of the bed beside me. He had a big smile and particularly kind eyes. He told me we met before, and I did remember his face from a reading. He said I did special work, and he wanted to check I was resting enough. Uh, This is... Professional boundaries. Wait till you get this bit. This is the horrible bit. Then he put his hand out and I watched as a bumblebee crawled out of it towards my arm. I jumped and he giggled. What a bastard. And told me not to be scared. Uh, I've sent this bee to remind you to have some honey and lemon in the morning. What a lot of bollocks. It will make you feel better. This was the first for me. I've never had a client's loved one come back and visit me. It was so nice to think this kind gentleman in spirit was looking out for me. No. I don't think so. A man wakes up in the middle of the night and the first thing you think is, hasn't he got kind eyes? And then he starts releasing insects. Bollocks A a bee! A bee! Bollocks! Can I just say, yes, I I have been visited by relatives of... You know, people who my clients. Yeah. But not not like that. If you're if you're listening, any of you people, don't come down and do that. Office hours, please. Office hours only, please. Dion Linnell from Lincoln, terrified out of her bloody wits, and you can't blame her. <laughs> Listen, what are you going oh, to be doing? But they now, do pay twenty five pounds for every one of these bullshit letters they print. So. <laughs> well, exactly. I can I just say it's been a joy to have you back Thank here. Thank you. At Erskine Court, my love. It's been very nice to be back. I have made sure that I use the toilet before I come because I know you've got the problem with the drains the here. The wet wipes. And that smell is not shifting, is no, it? No, it's terrible. But other than that, a pleasure. Oh, my, what are you going to be, going to be doing now, Linda? Um, I am going to go home and I am... Well, I'm trying to avoid um, going so much to Tesco because whenever I go in, I always end up getting more than I wanted yes, to. You know, yes. the outfits and things, you know, like on the advert. She only came in for a... Just, just a minute, the outfits. Which yeah, outfits have you been you getting? You know, Tesco's to... outfits. Some of them are quite... are okay. All right. I have been to Tesco. Yeah. I've seen their outfits. Yeah. They're not okay. Which which what 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 which ones have you been buying? Well, not not none of this no. you're wearing. Well, no. Stop trying to get in with the people. Listen to this. You know they're not the A's and B's. They're the C's and D's. You know I, that. I'm not an A and B anymore. I'm still flipping on. I'm still almost on the bones of my ass. I think it's fair to say it's less Milan, more Matalan. <laughs> what you what you. <laughs> But anyway, I'm trying to stay out of the way of temptation. Booze aisle, really. I said outfits. Yeah. I meant the booze aisle. Yes. So I am trying to make what I can from um, from the bits in the freezer that I've got. Yes. Right. I made something brilliant last night, by the way. Right, go on. So I thought, ooh, I've got some mince. How boring. I've got some mince and some frozen veg. I made a delicious shepherd's pie, right? Not shepherd's pie, cottage pie. Right, OK. We don't know where this is going, listeners, well, but listen, keep going. Instead of mash, I spiced things up. What did you do? I got, because you know I've got an air fryer. Yes. 
I made some little like uh, sauté potato type efforts, put them on top, bit of cheese, flipping heck, oh. it was like not a cottage pie, a mansion. Well, if we have learnt anything from this week that not only increases your libido, but I dare say your vaginal dryness was, was improved. Yes, you can 100%. do a hell of a lot with mint, it turns out. <laughs> you can do a hell of a lot with mint. Don't buy an outfit like she's got from what looks like Georgia Asda or... Let's go. Until next week, good luck with the mints. Good luck, everyone. Yeah. And keep spooking, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Nearly chipped myself. Oh, well. That was the end of episode two, series six. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to lovely Linda, Jamie Penn, John Capewell, Summer Led Mackay, Matt Early. Oh my God, so many people to thank, so many people involved. But most of all, thank you for coming along. You know, we appreciate it. And now it's time to say how feeders have a great week till next week. There'll be more spooky stories next time. Come on, get some get some ghost stories into us. And we'll have some fun. Alright. Don't forget, spring is in the air now. Spring is in the air. But spooking ain't just for winter. <laughs>
Clinton Baptiste here, offering you the chance to enjoy my Patreon podcast for free for seven days. So many people have been joining me over there. It's a shame that you're not. Uh, we've got videos, cartoons, we've got all sorts of stuff, all the old back catalogue and a chance for exclusive dibs on tickets before anyone else. Please come to patreon.com forward slash Clinton Baptiste. All right, spirit fading now. See you there, fading now. <laughs>